After 15 years in the Saints and 20 years in the NFL, our dad is finally going to retire. So we can spend more time with us. Yay! Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. I just got to say, how stupid was that? <laughs> how ridiculously stupid was, was that? It was cute, but it was, yeah. It uh, was like, I get what he was trying to go for. Drew Brees announcing his retirement using his kids as scapegoats. Hey man, honestly, I can't. I can't wait for you know when Philip Rivers has this exact moment <laughs> next season that he has all, all thirty kids, thirty of his, of his <laughs> kids. I'm um, saying each each word at a time. Yeah, no, it was. Um, the, I mean, like, hey, if that's that's the way you want to win win people over by announcing your retirement, I mean, like, ugh, good for you. I hate giving Drew Brees any sign of respect or anything like that, but. So the news today, record-setting Saints quarterback Drew Brees retires after 20 full life-filled seasons in the NFL. Uh, Josh, how do you feel about this? I can tell you're riled up right now. I'm after... riled up, but like, like we we kind of talked about this before. We kind of saw it coming. Yeah. Um, like I don't know. It, it kind of opens the door now for for Brady. Um, I, I think it's kind of weird that Drew Brees chose after Brady signed his new contract to to choose to retire. Um, I thought that was a little weird, but you know, Drew Brees is, he's had a he's had a very illustrious career. He he's won. He's you know he's he's done what he needs to do. He I don't think he has anything left to prove. I just think he's a loser, Neil. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um. I I just think he's uh. uh yeah. I, I don't I don't need reasoning, Neil. No, I just Drew think Brees, he's a loser. Drew Brees is he's the one a of probably the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And, you know, this is just really incredible to think considering the way the first five years of his career, how they were spent, the way he was drafted, how bad that chargers team was to start out. And then to, you know, go through a a really career altering injury and recovery that he did with his torn labrum. But um, for him to do that, and then, you know, I heard about the Dolphins trying to sign him that offseason, and then he didn't pass a physical. He failed the physical, yeah. He he failed his physical, and then... Like the loser he is. Exactly. (laughs) Like, he gets a loser. Where's the He's a loser in that capacity. (laughs) But, you know, to, to overcome that and then have Sean Payton take a chance on him, and, you know, the rest is history, the last 15 years winning winning Super Bowls, you know, like, I think, you know, like, no one anticipated this greatness to come from an undersized quarterback like Drew Brees, you know? I mean, yeah, like, you can make the argument that, like, he changed the game for short quarterbacks, like, you know, I I guess Baker Mayfield wouldn't be, you know, looked at the way he is were it not for Drew Brees, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, he's a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. That's, That's not disputable right and what like most people remember with drew Brees was hurricane katrina in new orleans and everything he did for that city you know he kind of 
was the face of not only that franchise for the Saints, but that city. He was like instrumental in that city wrapping their head. You know how big football is in New Orleans? Have you ever been to New Orleans? I have not, no. Um, I've always wanted to, though. My... Saints are huge in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. like, like college football and NFL are huge in New Orleans. It's like they don't they don't give a shit about basketball. I mean, they're, they're, their franchise in the what NBA is about? huge, too. Pelicans but... are going to win the NBA this year. But foot, that's a football city. And the same way they wrap their heads around um, cheering for LSU, the Tigers there, mm -hmm. they love the Saints. They do. They sell out every game and just everything they went through and having, like, uh, they're, they're probably going to have a parade for Drew Brees, honestly, in that city at some point. I know COVID permits uh, that might not happen, but, you know, if this was a normal day uh, without a pandemic, I think that city would be blowing up right now and, and cherishing this moment because it is a huge moment for that city and a huge moment for Drew Brees. That's the thing, right? Like every big thing that happens this year, you we kind of have to ask ourselves the question, like what if this wasn't during COVID times, right? Like what, how would this be being celebrated or being, you know, uh, paid tribute to were it not for COVID times? Um, yeah, no, they might, they very well might have a, a parade for Drew Brees. Um, I'll be there to throw some tomatoes, but, um, you know, I, I remember, you know, everything that happened with Hurricane Katrina and, you know, with them using the Superdome to, to house people that weren't, uh, that lost their homes during Hurricane Katrina. And then when they reopened it, remember they had that like big reopening game where they had U2 and Green Day perform a concert right before the game like that was just like something that will will always live in my memory um even though drew Brees is the loser are you uh are you mad because the giants took eli manning over drew Brees? no you're stuck with no eli no eli manning has uh, beaten the patriots twice so that's all that's all that needs to be said about that um but no um in recent memory for Drew Brees, I mean, like, at the start of last season, if you'll remember last season, or the or last off season for the NFL, mm -hmm. um, there was everything that happened in the summer with uh, Black Lives Matter and George Floyd, and there was the argument around, should the NFL players kneel for the national anthem going forward? And Drew Brees came out in the midst of all of this, when everything was hot, everything was on the table, he came out and talked about how disrespectful it is to kneel for a national anthem and how he will never do that because his parents were in the military, his grandparents were in the military, and how anyone that does kneel for the national anthem is just very disrespectful and doesn't know what they're doing. And, and it's like, and he has kneeled for the national anthem before. Like, this is not something that, you know, he is, is a new concept to him. He has kneeled before and he, he's talked about how he, he will, you know, he will always stand with his brothers or kneel with his brothers. And then, like, for him to come and say that in the midst of everything, he faced a lot of fire for it. And I think rightfully so. Like, this is just, you know, him admitting that he was just doing it for publicity before and now he's actually telling the world how he really feels and for him to be just so ignorant uneducated on the topic i mean like i thought he was a loser before that but that just really reaffirmed neil for me 
of his loser status. Yeah. I mean, Drew, Drew Brees, let, I, let's not even talk about what he's, what he's been doing outside of the NFL. You know, that's, that's a different story. I like my biggest takeaway from Drew Brees and like, yeah, he's played until he's 42. He's old as shit now. You know, that's not, you, you don't usually see quarterbacks play this late. Like protection of quarterbacks has gotten really good over the last decade. And that's why you're seeing Tom Brady play into his 40s. Drew Brees play into his 40s. You know, uh, we're going to get to it a little bit later, but you saw Ryan Fitzpatrick, 38 years old, get a one-year contract with Washington. He's trying to play with every single team before he retires. Big Ben is 38. Like, these are old quarterbacks. You're not used to seeing the age of quarterbacks get up there. My biggest takeaway is, especially after this year, is Drew Brees didn't have it anymore. You know, especially towards the latter half of the year, he could barely throw the ball deep down the field. You know, he, he just... was he was getting injured a lot. Um, he got some serious injuries this year. He had what was it, eleven fractured ribs? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the the quarterback position is definitely the position where you see the oldest or the players lasting the longest time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he won. Drew Brees won that that one Super Bowl. But his postseasons haven't been great, you know. Like he's not magical in the postseason, you know. He doesn't. No, no, he's not. He doesn't strike fear. He's like, oh fuck, here we go. We're playing against Drew Brees again. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't same thing take over Rogers. a game. You know, it's not. It's not what he's been known for. And to be honest, if you're comparing Eli, I'm not a giant supporter at all. But if you're comparing Eli Manning to Drew Brees, I'm shaking my head. Right in now. terms, really in terms it. of. I'm I'm pro Eli in this in this discussion right now, and this is probably something I never thought I'd. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna saying. save this this quote right but now. Eli performed in bigger games. You he know, did, he yeah. he had better performances in bigger games. You know, he's top ten in yards and touchdowns. He's had two Super Bowls. He's had two Super Bowl MVPs, two massively signature throws. And like he beat the like you said he beat the Patriots twice, which was hard to do with that dynasty. Once in an undefeated season for the Patriots, he beat Tom Brady twice, yeah. and he beat he beat the eighteen and zero Patriots. Yeah. You know, like you can't compare that to Drew Brees. You know, Drew Brees never took that on. He never, yeah, he faced adversity. Yeah, he came back. He he was given like a twenty percent chance of returning from that labrum injury he had when he signed with the Saints. In the last, I will say, the last fifteen years. He's been a fantasy MVP. He's been a league MVP. He's been everything you want in a quarterback. You know, that they struck gold in signing Drew Brees, but is he, you know, like, is he better than Eli Manning? I know what you're going to say. <laughs> um, but no, he's not. He's not. Is better he than better than Tom Brady? He, no. He's Where does not he rank? Where does he rank all time in your okay. perspective? Putting everything aside, um, Putting, like, socially, putting, you know, um, what team they're playing for aside. I think he is better than Eli Manning. I don't think he's better than Tom Brady. Um, Because Drew Brees had it for longer than Eli Manning had it. Um, He's not as good as Tom Brady. You know, he might have some... He might hold some records over Tom Brady right now. I think Tom Brady is going to... Well, he just signed a new contract. He's going to come back and break Drew Brees, some of them, some of his records. But I, I 
I don't think he's better than Brady. I do think he's better than Eli. I'll give you that. How's that? Oh, I'll take it. Okay. Um, what I did want to talk about, I mean, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but the difference I'm finding between you and I, Neil, is that I have trouble separating who a player is from what they do in their sport. And I think I, I almost envy the fact that you can separate the two um, because like, so you're, you're, you're giving me an example similar to like what we discussed about Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yes. Um, I was a huge Zlatan fan for a long time, for a long time. Uh, and that's not to say that I am like, I'm not anymore, but I definitely think less of him as, you know, I'm not going to, if he were, were to retire, you know, this, this week, I would say good riddance because I'm, I'm hot off after like what he said recently, because I know where he stands politically now. And that's, that may be um, what's holding me back from liking them as a player. You, do you know what I mean though? Yeah. Like I have a hard time separating, like look at Tony D'Angelo. Do you know, do you know like about his politics? Yeah. Do you know how, you know, he, he's a, he's a Trump supporter and he was very vocal about that. Mm-hmm. And he was, um, that got him into fights with his teammates. And that's the reason why New York dropped he, him as a player. He, he, he lost respect, you know, like he lost respect. Um, same thing with um, Logan Couture. Um, he was actually in Toronto. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but he tweeted out last summer in the offseason that he was in Toronto and he got punched in the face for saying that he was a Trump supporter. Did he? He did. I didn't yeah. hear about that. Yeah. It was it was just a, like a tweet that went around like hockey Twitter for like one day. But um, <laughs> it got a lot of people excited because like that's that's the day and age that we live in right now. Yeah. Is that um, everything is based off of who you are as a person. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, um, their stats as a player aren't taken into account. But it's definitely more potent now who they are outside of the sport. Yeah. So do you think this puts an asterisk on his, maybe not his like stats, but do you think this as a player and what people will remember Drew Brees by, do you think this kind of overcomes their, um, the greatness of Drew Brees and this is like kind of tainted that? Um, for right now, Drew Brees for the for the foreseeable future. Um, we're going to talk about how great Drew Brees is as a player. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Um, we're going to talk about how, and you know, rightfully so. Drew Brees changed the game. Drew Brees is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. We're going to remember who he was and the plays that he made. And great, what he great did. actor as well. You know, acting oh, in many commercials. Great actor, great actor. <laughs> sure, um, but yeah, we're going to talk about who he was as a player. Uh, but going forward, you know, like years from now, we're going to remember, you know, when the world is perhaps even more socially active. We're going to bring up these clips of um, Drew Brees talking about how disrespectful it is and how he will never stoop to that level of kneeling for a national anthem. Um, we're definitely not. We haven't seen the last of that clip. Maybe it's just who I follow on Twitter, but. During the Super Bowl, even, we were talking about how Tom Brady is a Trump supporter. And that doesn't get talked about. I feel like that that never gets talked about, you know, in, in the capacities of like, um, you know, NFL commentary. 
is that like he has been spotted around wearing a make america great again hat mm-hmm. so like I don't, I don't know it's it's the time and time and age that we're living in right now that um everyone everyone is is judged based off of who they are outside of the sport as well and that's not to say that drew Brees. i know i call him a loser um, I know he he made him he, he has come out since making that statement last year and talked about how um, he didn't read the room or he he misspoke, um, you know whatever whatever his reasoning is. Um, he's he's an amazing player for the game. Um, he's done so much for the sport, um, but I still think he's a loser. All right, <laughs> was a got lot. that got that hot take. I've never I don't think I've ever heard about uh, a player retiring and then. You know, someone just coming right out and saying, what a loser. (laughs) (laughs) First Uh, year, you heard it here first on SYT. Oh, yeah. Uh, Speaking of losers, do you want to jump into something we haven't done in a couple weeks? Yeah, I mean, if we're on the topic of losers, we might as well get into our losers of the week. Loser. Okay, so my loser of the week, Josh. Yeah, let's hear it, Neil. It's obviously not Drew Brees. It's not Drew Brees. No, we have a fucking hilarious incident that happened last night in the Lakers and Golden State Warriors game. Okay. I think I know what you're going to talk about. There was a technical foul committed and a free throw to ensue. And (laughs) I don't understand why Kyle Kuzma was selected to shoot a free throw, but Kyle Kuzma proceeded to air ball the free throw and it, it wasn't tech, it wasn't an just an air stadium. ball it wasn't just an air ball neil it was an air ball this yeah. went far from the rim yeah there were there were, twitter was blowing up last night on this and you know seeing some tweets saying i still can't believe i saw kyle kuzma literally air ball a technical foul shot with no fans in the stands yeah. That's not a sports center not top ten or shacking <laughs> shacking a fool. Then yeah. I don't know what it is. There was no one distracting him. You know what the funniest thing about this was? It wasn't just the fact that he airballed uh, a technical free throw, but his his explanation after the Golden State Warrior bench was fucking oh they blowing went, up. They were getting they blown on. out of the game. There was no reason for them to be excited yeah. or happy. But they were all on the bench laughing their ass off because it was the funniest thing they'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, literally, <laughs> Twitter, I saw this other message. LeBron ain't never letting Kuzma take another free throw <laughs> shot again. <laughs> yeah, he, he's standing He's standing off to the side thinking, but, like making notes, taking him off of his free throw roster for sure. But play the clip. You got to hear this. And since you had such a strong game and you won, uh, can I ask you about the airball technical free throw? Yeah, San Francisco had a um, 3.5 magnitude uh, earthquake and shit started rumbling. And um, I don't know, I got scared and just went over to the far left. Yeah, that was... <laughs> he blamed it on a fucking earthquake. I still can't tell if he's being serious there. I really can't. He was being serious. Like, he was literally genuinely serious that, you know, he airballed that free throw because there was an earthquake in San Francisco. I, I think if he's if he's actually serious there, and if that's not like him trying to be comedic, I think we we can't do this losers of the week segment anymore because he's you can't top that. No, you can't. 
that was that was wow. That That's was... up there with Paul Pierce being wheelchaired off in the playoffs because he needs to take a shit. <laughs> yeah, he had he a, had a lower body injury and he a, got wheelchaired off the court yeah, yeah. i mean two. like hey i i've been there sometimes when you gotta go <laughs> you can't really do anything else um my loser of the week neil is mr john tortorella oh yes because i don't know what's going on in columbus but he once again sat patrick line for a period a player that is arguably probably his best player right now. And he continues to, I don't know what it is he's doing, sending a message to the rest of his team, sending a message to Line a that, you know, he if you're not going to uh, play it his way, if you're not going to play well, you're going to get benched. But, like, uh, I don't know. They, they can Columbus continues, their front office continues to say how much faith they have in John Tortorella. But this is, this is what happens in John Tortorella's career, is that, you know, he... he can't get it going. He he's first of all he starts off getting it going a little bit. He'll win some games. He'll make the playoffs, uh, and then when he stops, you know, succeeding, they get rid of him. This is like the cycle of John Tortorella, and it just he's not getting it going anymore in Columbus. But they're hanging on to him for whatever reason, whatever reason they see, you know, potential in him. I don't know. He's just a hothead that does not deserve to be a coach. I would love. To see him on a panel somewhere, or you know, maybe Sportsnet can go grab him and he can, you know, let's hear his hot takes. But just like I'm so sick of seeing him as a coach. Yeah, I mean they they have 11 wins in 30 game this year. <laughs> That's not very good. Yeah. Um, the t- the team's just not responding to him. You know, they don't they don't like this coaching style that he has. I mean, you've seen they had a stud ask for a trade you know what i mean that's why you have two disgruntled players be traded for each other and yeah. sure enough patrick line ended up in columbus is now going through what dubois went through exactly um, what he went through so but like do you do you remember when like you know columbus made that playoff push two years ago yeah when they they went out and they they like got duchene they have Bobrovsky, you know panarin was there too like and then as soon as that that year was over and the playoff push didn't actually didn't end up turning out for them all those players left i don't think that's a coincidence nobody wants to play for john tortorella yeah he's the adam gase of the nhl he's the adam gase of the nhl yeah anyways that's my loser of the week um do you want to talk about the catalog of free agent signings that happened um this past week free agent frenzy free agent frenzy Holy, is Bill Bell, uh, I will say, Patriots. That's all I'm going to say. The Patriots are going off right now with free agent signings. Every time, yeah, every time there's a new uh, Patriots signing, I, I hear that stone cold music that we see so often on Bill social Belichick media. Bill Belichick walking out. Bill Belichick walking out. music. In his the uh, glass shattering. Cut up sweater into a t shirt. Yeah, the, every time I, I see a new signing to the Patriots, I hear in my head the Stone Cold music and Bill Belichick walking out. Well, you got to understand how pissed off Bill Belichick is. Like he's doing this all out of spite because of Tom Brady winning. Yeah, it was like a Super Bowl. With it was him. like a direct reaction. Even after like Tom Brady signed the new contract, Bill Belichick was like, "All right, that's it. Let's go sign everyone. Literally everyone, even that's if we it. don't need them." If we don't need him, who cares? Sign him. Let's have him on the roster. 
Yeah, I mean, like, Bill Belichick, he's... This is the first year that they've missed the playoffs. They've had a losing record, I think, since the year 2000. And sure enough, they had to sit there and watch Tom Brady win another Super Bowl without him. Yeah. And what do you think? You, you think Bill, Bill Belichick's going to sit there and, and not take offense to that and not want to do better and improve his team? No, I mean, like no. he he could have he could have rolled over. I think a lot of coaches in the NFL would have. He could have just yeah. you know said, "All right, let's let's go into a rebuild. Let's um, let's blow up this team. Let's let's make it new." Um, but that's not Bill Belichick's way. Yeah, the He's, Lions have been as you saw on Ghetto Gronk. The Lions have been yeah. rebuilding for the last thirty years, for sixty years, sixty years, sixty years. Yeah, and uh, Bill Belichick has rebuilt the Patriots in one day. In one day. It's 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 crazy. Do you want to talk about uh, some of the deals that happened? Yeah, I think like they they've definitely shored up their defense. They already had a top five defense two years ago. A lot of their key defensive players last year sat out the year. They opted out. Yep, they'll be returning. Um, they signed Judon, who you know the Patriots had a hard time pressuring other quarterbacks or getting to quarterbacks. Um, I don't think this is going to be a team that's going to score a whole lot, even no. though we're going to get to their offensive signings. So, you know, shoring up their defense, spending some money. I think they overall spent spent $81, $81 million. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, quite the free agent <laughs> frenzy there. <laughs> oh, spent wow. $81 million. <laughs> $81. Oh, Wow, that's uh, yeah, no, that's like three trips to home sets right there. They wow. got they got value for that eighty one dollars. Oh yeah, you know that's um, the Bill Belichick way, the intimidation <laughs> yeah. factor. I Buy will low. give you seventeen dollars, and it make, makes it work. Yeah, the Patriots signed Nelson, your boy Nelson Aguilar, and Kendrick Bourne. You know they, you know they they signed some pieces to play with. I don't I don't know if Julian Edelman's gonna come back. I'm just expecting him to retire. Yeah, I mean, like, even if he does come back, it's going to be in a limited capacity. He was yeah. spent most of the season last season out with an injury. He just looked old and rusty, and like yeah. his his legs were linguini last year. Like he he just didn't have it. Plus, you know, more time in the NFL means more time away from Disneyland, and that's just not something Julian Edelman wants to do. He belongs there. He does. Yeah. So we'll see. The Patriots signed Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry. So I mean, these are two really good tight ends that they have now uh i I don't know how it's going to work out but you know they've they've acquired pieces and you know they look on paper they look like a playoff team but my question to you josh is do you think that these signings on defense and offense make the patriots a playoff team or even a contender um, well, you talked about how, you know, a lot of their defense opted out this past year. Their defense did not look as intimidating as Patriots defense has looked in past years. Um, I do think this makes them a playoff team. I don't think this makes them a championship team. Um, I think they will improve from last season. Mm -hmm. They will. Um, but they're signing players that you know they have potential but they haven't lived up to that potential in in past years you know johnny smith hunter henry you know they these are not players that like are have skyrocketed potential 
You know what I mean? Like these are players that yeah, they'll they'll get you some 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 fantasy some nice fantasy points some weeks, but they're not players that, you know, you're gonna want to draft pretty high in your in your leagues. So yeah, I, I think they do improve. They have some new weapons that they can work. Um, but one of the biggest things that I was hoping they would improve on this season was their quarterback. Yeah, they re-signed Cam Newton, one year, fourteen million dollar deal. Like it's all like I I just don't get that. I don't get it. They they tried the Cam Newton experience experiments, sorry, in this past year, and it did not work out for them. He did not look good. And for them to just go and re-sign him, thinking like, you know, maybe their their rationale is that we'll give him more weapons to choose from. And, you know, maybe he can do something else besides trying to run it in on the one-yard line. You know, just, I I don't know. I think that signing is a bridge deal to get them over this year. Because I think, I really think the Patriots are going to be looking for a quarterback in this upcoming draft. And, you know, especially, they're going to have a decent pick in the first round. You know, especially with them not making the playoffs. I think having a guy like Cam Newton there to kind of get them over this this one-year deal they're not going to find a better option in free agency right now are they going to sign a trubisky are they going to sign a Brissett, who they who they had in this organization a few years ago mm-hmm. probably not cam newton makes most sense to me if they're going to try and make something out of this year especially with these signings it looks like and just the fact that bill belichick is pissed off and wants to get back yeah. to the playoffs yeah Fair. I think fair. Cam Newton is probably the best option they have to get them there. Uh, unless, you know, like they, they want to take a chance on Trubisky, but evidently they don't. Yeah, and, and you know, with these with these new quarterbacks signing, there's quarterbacks like Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson who are rumored to be, you know, looking for new places, looking for new homes. They're running out of options. Yeah. They're, you know, the options are, are slim. You know, we got... Uh, Winston signing a one-year deal for 12 mil, uh, Taysom Hill signing the four-year extension. So obviously, like the Saints aren't going to look for a new quarterback. They they believe that they have their quarterback core there, um, and you know that's that's not a bad option. Like Winston is is a good option to have as your starting quarterback, and arguably he he should have been the starting quarterback when Drew Brees was out. You know, and then we have Washington signing. Fitzpatrick, like we talked about earlier on in the show. Massive deal. <laughs> Massive deal. His ninth team. He's it just continues to grow. That, he's that running, resume. He's going on his tour throughout the entire NFL. Yeah. I, I was a little I was a little shaken when uh Washington parted ways with Alex Smith. Like I, I kind of knew that they were gonna do that. Um, but I thought, you know, they might keep him keep him around as a backup for whoever they do sign. But yeah, no, this uh this it's it's looking uh it's it's shaping up next season is officially shaping up yeah i mean that i i don't know if fitzpatrick is going to be the starter in washington they have that uh that guy henneke who showed flashes last year heineke 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 you know so you know he showed some promise i don't know if they're going to give him an opportunity but you know ron Rivera is a good coach he turned the the Washington football team into an actual playoff team last year. They made the playoffs. They have some real good young stars like Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin. You know, Fitzpatrick is it, it's a lot of fun watching him play. Oh yeah, because he just 
plays like he gives no fucks. He just throws the ball, runs the ball, has no regard for his own safety. Yeah, he, he throws himself into plays, which is which is always fun to see. Um, Some other deals happening over the last couple of days. The Jets have signed Corey Davis to a three-year deal. The Jets shaping up their team. Think about that. They actually they needed to add some pieces on offense because their offense was trash this past year. Um, but now he joins, you know, Denzel Mims on that team. They add a good one-two punch there. You still have Jameson Crowder on that yeah, team. Yeah, you still got Crowder there. Depending on if they bring back Sam Darnold or if they draft a quarterback with their second overall pick, remains to be seen. Who knows? But, um, yeah, this is a good signing for that team. How pissed do you think that organization is that they won that one game last season that moved them from first pick in the draft yeah. to second pick in the draft? <sighs> like, what could have been going on in their head? Like, like, yeah, we're not a winless team anymore, but we just gave up our... It was that game against the Rams, I think. Who were they against? I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was against the Rams because Jared Goff uh, caught a lot of shit for that. Um, but yeah, they winning that one game moved them a pretty hefty spot in the draft. Yeah, Jets fans really, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they're happy that they got a win, but that win was pointless. They knew, you know, like, they knew that they had to lose every every single game. And you know, as the season you know was progressing, we we knew looking at this Jets team that oh, this team isn't going to win a game. Yeah. And Jets fans were like, yeah, we're okay with that because we need a new quarterback. We need Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, the players didn't agree with that, though. And obviously, you saw them obviously, trying yeah. so hard to you know, win a game, and surely they did. Which was good to see. I remember watching that game thinking, you know, these players want this. They, they, want, they don't want to have a winless season. And, you know, the commentators were, were talking about that as well, is that these players are obviously trying um, which is nice. Um, it's just the fact that they had Adam Gase as their coach. Yeah. Some other moves uh, around the NFL this past week. Yeah, the Jags signed Carlos Hyde, likely in a backup role to James Robinson. James Car- Robinson, the undrafted yeah. running back who had a breakout year this past year. Carlos Hyde is underrated, however. Yeah, he, he he's underrated. He had some opportunities in Seattle um, where he had to step up. Um, and I, I think he's uh, he's going to do well in, Jack- in Jacksonville. The thing about Carlos Hyde is that he is injured every year. And now he's 31, right? So he is, especially with that deal they gave him, they gave him $3 million a year for the next two years. He's he's there as more or less insurance. And, mm-hmm. hey, like with the Jags most likely taking Trevor Lawrence first overall, you're going to see the Jags look okay this year. They're no not going to be uh, winless anymore. I don't think so. I think they're going to still finish under 500 in their first year. This is going to be a real transition year for them. Yeah. You know that we're, you know, they they'll they'll get Trevor Lawrence into the system. They're going to start figuring it out. Hopefully, they can draft some more wide receivers. It's you know. it's going to be a similar year to you know the Bengals this year or or the Chargers this year where they get a new quarterback in. Um, obviously, uh, the Bengals had uh, you know an injury a torn acl injury that kept their quarterback out but you know i think um they're it's going to look similar to what uh cincinnati and uh the chargers year look like and the last move i want to talk about josh is yep. aaron jones mm-hmm. coming back to the to the packers like 
He's coming four, back. Four-year deal for in like a whopping. He's making twelve million dollars a year for a running back. It's a lot of money. It is. It is. Um, I like this deal. I, I don't think I know. There's obviously some frustration at the end of the uh, the Packers season last season. They went out too early. Um, you know. Aaron Rodgers MVP season, but like obviously there's yeah there's going to be frustration, but I I don't think they're by any means you should give up on this team. They just have some stuff to figure out. I I think they this is a championship contending team, and I think it's a smart move on both parts. Yeah, I think you know like with with the way they went about their draft, the Green Bay Packers last year. And investing a second round pick on AJ Dillon, it just like for me, it, it just makes zero sense to me because you could commit that money elsewhere. You know, you could commit it on a guy like Will Fuller, who they still might sign, but mm-hmm. you know, obviously Jamal Williams will not be back. You're gonna see AJ Dillon take on a bigger role this year, probably in a similar manner to the way Jamal Williams played last year as like a one B to Aaron Jones is 1A. I think, you know, like if you're going to lock Aaron Jones up until he's 30 years old, this is your win now moment. You're basically, you're making this move to tell Aaron Rodgers, hey, we're serious about winning right now. Let's win right now. Let's win right now. I think the Packers have a few more moves to make. We're probably going to see it in the next coming days, but I think this move is great for that organization. It's great for Aaron Rodgers. It's great for Aaron Jones because he's now got this massive contract yeah. with the team he wants to play for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last thing I wanted to talk about, Josh, in terms of free agent, was Taysom Hill's contract. Yeah. Have you seen that? You know, I, I haven't paper, seen it. Uh, on paper, he, he earned a four-year extension. I saw that it was a four-year, but what what is he uh, getting paid? $140 million. So on paper, that's $35 million per season. See, which is fucking crazy. The thing with this, though, is that I think what, you know, the Saints are going to do going into this season is, you know, each quarterback, Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, are going to play good chunks of each game. But here's the thing. Like, I was reading uh, Twitter earlier today, and Adam Schefter mentioned they're restructuring his contract to create cap room. Yeah. So the details are hilarious because... It's yeah, it's four year, one hundred and forty million dollars a year, but all years are voidable. So that means it's a mechanism to free up cap space this year. So they're probably going to say, yeah, we're going to give you this contract. We're going to pay you a certain amount of money. It may seem like we're going to give you thirty five million dollars a year, but actually we're just going to give you three. You know, and then they're just going to void his contract. So I don't, I don't really know how that works, but. At the end of the day, they're they're actually saving seven and a half million dollars a year against the cap this year, which they can probably use. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I, I saw that they were reconstructing his contract. I didn't see the details of it, um, yeah. so it's interesting they uh, that we're talking about it now. Um, I just assume you know they're restructuring his contract so that they can have more space to just go out and grab someone else but um yeah no it's interesting and also we're not going to spend a lot of time on it because we all knew it was happening but tom brady and gronk re-signed a one-year deal brady thinking he can run it back again just just go away man 
We're like they might run it back. Who knows? They might, but man, this was the year to retire. Like you literally won a Super Bowl in Tampa. Yeah. Like all he needed was that one year to to come back and say I can do this without Belichick. He ain't done yet. He wants more. He, he ain't done yet. Ugh. He more wants another boat party. He wants to he wants to throw the Lombardi trophy farther next year. Exactly. From boat to boat. Uh before we before we end the show, Neil, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the facts that the Raptors have had to play with basically a bench team while every other team in the NBA when they have certain players out, they postpone their games. And I know we're in the second part of the season where, you know, postponing games and rescheduling games is a little bit more difficult, but it it just seems like the Raptors are getting unfair treatment as always, as compared to the rest of the rest of the league. What do you think, Neil? I think the Raptors have had a very hard time keeping up with the rest of the league and you know, it shows in their standings. It shows in their gameplay. They've had to play back-to-back games. I just, they didn't have a chance. You know, not in the way the NBA is. Playing guys like Watanabe and, you know, Stanley Johnson in the starting lineup. Like, that, it's just not, it's not going to cut it. You it's know, just, you're missing your core. You're missing your entire starting lineup, pretty much. Yeah. You know, OG, Fred, Siakam. That's your team right there. That's your core. Don't forget about Patrick McCaw. You said it, Patrick McCall. <laughs> All three minutes a game that he averages, you know. So, I mean, like if you're gonna if you're gonna have this extended absence, and I understand why the NBA didn't cancel the games. Technically, the Raptors had enough players to play, and they only cancel games if you know the the team doesn't have. I think it's eight players. To, it's eight to, players, yeah. To play, so yeah. But um, like you're hearing it in like Kyle Lowry's post game interviews. Like the other day, he when they asked him about if you can learn anything from these games, and Kyle Lowry just stopped him and he's like, "Nope, these yeah. games, these games didn't happen." Like, yeah, I mean, it's just it's t- so frustrating. You got to take this season with a grain of salt, right? Because it, it's it's going to be played with an asterisk, especially for the Raptors. They're not; they're probably the only team in the NBA that's not playing in their own home court. Yeah, you know, like there, there's so much adverse, adversity around this team, and yet they're still finding ways to win games. So I think this next home stretch, I think everyone's expected back for tomorrow night's game. Uh, hopefully, yes, that's the hope. Well, I mean, here's hoping that they come back and they're healthy and they're ready and they're eager, and you know, the Raptors make some moves at the deadline here, and then we can see some playoff basketball we'll see we'll see all that matters is playoffs right so yeah just make it to the playoffs that's it the raptors like this is a this is a team once everyone's healthy and everyone's available uh knock on wood fingers cross but this is a team that can do well in the playoffs yeah. this is a team and you know even if we strengthen or whatever happens at the deadline this is a team that can do well in the playoffs so with all the adversities that the raptors are facing this year like even you know, them getting the go-ahead to, to have fans in the stadium. Canadians can't travel right now. So we, we can't, I mean, we can go to the States, but it's a lot more difficult than it was. So even the fans that they do have there, they're getting a lot of fans that are cheering against the Raptors. Mm-hmm. There are some, you know, Canadians, some Raptors fans there that are going to be cheering them on, but it's very minimal. So there's there's a lot that the Raptors have to face. 
Not to mention the terrible officiating, which we're not going to get into too much. But you know, the with there were some clips and some times in the games where you know Lowry uh, threw the ball down the court or tossed the ball down the court and got a technical foul for it. Like it's just like, come on, come on. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. Thank you so much for your continued supports in these in these times. We hope we've uh, continued to giving give you some entertainments. Shout out Drew Brees. Fuck Drew Brees. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. Yes.